what you sow, whether it's good or bad. <laughs> right. Right. And I think maybe that's the piece that you wish had been different. I think for me as an older and wiser woman, I could have taken more responsibility in terms of developing my own independent relationships with your family, despite what you were doing. I, I think that the distance was a factor. It was the distance coupled with everything that was going on in our lives at that time. We were learning who we were as adults. We were children, really, honestly. I mean, as I look at my kids now, I'm like, I had no idea what I was doing. Like, I, I thought I was grown. I wasn't really. My brain was still developing. And we were focused on solidifying our lives together. Welcome to Relationship Gumbo with Joe and Dawn. We know from experience that in the hustle of everyday life, carving out time to meaningfully connect with your mate has to be intentional. For us, that looks like face-to-face time for discussion around topics that help us build connection, share ideas, and explore our individual perspectives. So Relationship Gumbo is just that, a window into our discussions, hoping it will encourage reflection in your own relationship inspire ideas for spicing up connectedness, and equip you with ingredients to add to your own relationship gumbo. Join us on our journey to build thriving modern marriages. Okay, so one word, in-laws. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) in-laws. So for me, if I'm being honest, I've had a great relationship and I have a great relationship with my mother and father and brother-in-law. I couldn't ask for a better relationship. They're both like second parents to me and a second sibling to me. My brother-in-law and I, although we probably don't spend as much time with each other that we would like to, we respect each other, we're there for each other, we support each other. There's some things about him that are really, really um respect and admire him being his own man, march to the beat of his own drum. And I've, you know, pulled some things from, you know, the way he is. My mother and father-in-law, like I said, are just like second parents to me. So that's been my experience. <laughs> um, there's been very little conflict flicked throughout the years. We don't agree on everything, of course, but I feel supported by them. And I believe they feel supported by me. And I don't know. I don't know if it has something to do with just, you know, a male coming along and marrying their daughter and just a concern you had have of making sure that your daughter finds a person that will really love them and take care of them. Or if it's just the kind of genuine connection that would exist, you know, even if <laughs> you and I weren't coming together. You know, I mean, just, I always click, say like my family, we've been together for two decades, a little mm-hmm. over two decades. Yeah. I think at this point, you're a part of my family, whether you're with me or not. Yeah. I think that's how they see you. Yeah. And I think it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Uh, what, do, what do you think got the relationship there? Do you think it was just automatic? You happened to be get a lucky draw? What was it? All of the above. <laughs> but proximity is one thing, right? So you're from the South. I'm from the Midwest, but we met in the South. We were three hours away from your family, 3,000 miles away exaggerating from my family, right? So proximity did help. I got a chance to get to know your grandmother and grandfather, uncles and aunts and cousins, 
all of whom I consider my family. Those are my cousins, my uncles, my aunts, and they treat me as their nephew and cousins, right? Like I said, two decades, I watched some of your cousins grow up. Your aunts and uncles and grandparents have watched me grow up, right? So that has something to do with it. And you really didn't have that opportunity with my family being thousands of miles away. So proximity is one thing. Also, how family dynamic is another, right? You have a very close, I don't want to be stereotype, but close Southern kind of feel to your family, right? Family is family, right? We support each other. We're there for each other, that kind of a thing. And, and I think that was... That was solidifying for me in our relationship because I am very much a family oriented girl. Right. So I couldn't fathom a scenario where I would marry someone who couldn't integrate into that family dynamic because it would be very difficult and it would be unnecessary stress from the both of us, honestly. So as couples are evaluating and now we're talking to our couples that maybe are thinking about marriage or are on the path to marriage, how important is it to integrate into each other's families and to have those independent relationships where they can speak like you did about how much you value those relationships and how much of um, a family, family you consider them to be? Right. And I think... If I could do it all over again, I would put more effort into creating an environment where you could create that kind of relationship with my family, too. Right. If we're being honest and transparent, I ran from my family. I ran from my environment to the south to really, for the most part, build a life. Right. I can't say that I will articulate it that way as a 17 year old. But looking back and reflecting on my experience and the choices I decided to make, that's kind of what I did. And I was encouraged to do that <laughs> by the people I was around as I was growing up. Right. I grew up in a city where things just weren't going well. And the family dynamic was um, in my later years, I, I, I probably should have had more appreciation for it. But as a teenager, I really didn't. And I was just looking for a, a different environment that was less stressful, that was safer, and that will allow me to grow and thrive. And I attached to that environment and began to blossom. And I didn't make my way back. <clears throat> I wish I was wiser, or more wise as we begin to build our relationship to really take the effort to integrate you into my family and connect my family with you. Because I do come from, when I take a step back and think about it, I come from a strong family. I come from a mom with a, with a tough background who was able to instill the value of education into me, right? I come from a father who was a hard worker. You know how hard he works and still works, right? And instilled that into me, right? I come from a sister who set an example of how to excel from a education standpoint early on. I come from a brother who just overall supported me, there for me, encouraged me every step of the way. And I've had, you know, extended family, aunts, uncles, mentors, you know, my story about the small business I worked for and how I got connected with that. Just so I, have a, I have a rich family 
that I probably didn't appreciate as a young adult, that I've come to appreciate as an older adult, that I wish I would have um, spent more time integrating you into that because I think you could have benefited from it and my family could have benefited from you. So that brings up a good question. Whose responsibility is it? Let's say you do start your relationship as a young adult, like we did, barely adults, really. Um, some people may be starting their relationship more mature, older, with more life experience to draw from. But when you're younger, at least in our case, and you don't have the full perspective, then maybe you don't execute those things like in hindsight you would have. But but let's talk some about whose responsibility it is, because I think this is an often debated topic. Was it your responsibility as a young adult to help integrate your significant other into your family? Was it your soon-to-be significant other's responsibility to insert themselves into that family and develop independent relationships? Or was it your family's responsibility to reach out and embrace the person that you've decided you're going to spend your life with? What are your thoughts? I would say all of the above. You could assume that answer. Probably to varying degrees, but all of the above. I think those who were senior in my family probably had a greater responsibility of connecting with you. Um, I think as the years go on and we become wiser and more experienced, we take more ownership uh, of that responsibility to engage. I think it's all of the above. And of course, our situation is layered and complicated. And, and so are your situations and your families. Right. But I think uh, and, and shifting just a little bit, I, I think what I've, I've decided to do differently with my children is take the time to infuse in them the value of family. Because if they really, really get that, if they're 17 or 27, they'll make that effort. I didn't get that. I really didn't appreciate the As much as I talk about what your family provided for me, I still had my own, right? And your family could never fill that gap. And that's saying a lot because your family has filled a lot in my life, right? A lot. But they could never replace the womb that I was birthed through. They can never replace the formative years that my sister and brother and parents and aunts and uncles and cousins and community played into and friends. They can never replace that. Right. And and through the years, as I reflect on it, not being able to provide you or connect you to that experience was definitely um, something that I, 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 sh I should have done and just didn't really appreciate early on. And I can and, and you reap what you sow, whether it's good or bad. Right. Right. And I think maybe that's the piece that you wish had been different. I think for me as an older and wiser woman, I could have taken more responsibility in terms of developing my own independent relationships with your family, despite what you were doing. I, I think that the distance was a factor. It was the distance coupled with everything that was going on in our lives at that time. We were learning who we were as adults. We were children, really, honestly. I mean, as I look at my kids now, I'm like, I had no idea what I was doing. Like, I, I thought I was grown. I wasn't really. My brain was still developing. And we were focused on solidifying our lives together. And so some of this comes as an unfortunate afterthought. 
But we do have the opportunity to be forward thinking as it comes to our kids. I know for me that family is important to me like it has always been. To your point, we deliberately infuse our kids with those ideas. And I think when you do that intentionally, there's a natural process that happens when they do go out and find a significant other because they are coming back home to eat on Sundays already. They are talking to their mom or their dad two or three times a week. Their parents are showing up for the major events in their lives. Their parents are in tune with what's happening with them. So I think as they bring in significant others, it becomes a more organic process. But I think that the reason we've been able to be conscious about it is because of what we were unconscious about in the early stages of our relationship. And that's not to make excuses for the missteps that those senior to me have made, that my parents may have made in the relationship with you or my siblings may have made in relationship. It's not to make excuses for that, but as an adult, as an adult, as a man, as a woman, you have to take ownership of your part, right? And 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 if at all possible, change the narrative, not only the narrative, but actually, you know, take action. Right? Take action. That may be the way it was in the past or in the present, but your future doesn't have to look like that either. And it is hard. A lot of it is pride. A lot of it is hurt feelings. A lot of it is misunderstanding. A lot of it is filtering, right? But the one which is the one whom is, you know, most mature, right, will take that step forward. If you view or see yourself as, uh, I can't remember his name, is it, is it Eckrich? Uh, the, the marriage, totally. you know, right? No, no, it's Eckrich, right? The, the, the marriage, uh, you know, uh, guy, uh, the Christian marriage. Um, um, conference we went to, but he says that the one who sees him or her who sees themselves the as most mature, yes, okay. as most mature, will, will take the step forward first. First, right? So if you, as you know, the person married into the family, and you feel like you've been harmed in some way, or not treated the right way, if you see yourself as most mature, take the first step. And it, it is hard. We know it is hard, and it may not <laughs> always be well received. Yeah. So, you know, there's also a maturing process where you recognize that your spouse, despite your relationship with their family, they are a product of that family. And so connecting with their family is a way of honoring your spouse, right? Because even though there needs to be some recognition in the beginning that you are who you choose to marry, you're also marrying their family. People say that very loosely. It is very true. Because even if you're not in direct relationship with them, who they are shows up in your spouse. And even though there might be some geographical distance between the two of you, your spouse still has something on the inside of them that that will desire to have a relationship with their family. And and you don't want to be a hindrance to that. I don't need to tell you that in-laws are a tricky topic and we don't have it down yet. What we know now that we didn't fully appreciate in the early stages of our relationship is that although we're called to leave and cleave, the family we leave is still a part of us. And we bring that part of us into our marriage, literally and figuratively. 
In hindsight, we wish we had done some things differently. But as you know, hindsight is always 2020. Appreciate that your in-laws have experiences, perspective, and a way of loving that may be different from yours, but together those differences can enrich you and the family you're building together. Think about it, the home you're cultivating, the kids you're raising or will raise in the future. Do you want to be a part of their lives in 20 years? I know I do. Now imagine how it would feel if instead that child was distant from you and you felt isolated, the child that you nurtured, loved, and provided for. The thought of that for me is heartbreaking. Your in-laws may feel the same way, even though the child of theirs is all grown up and you're calling them bae, they're somebody's son, somebody's daughter. Is your attitude toward your in-laws creating tension in your relationship? I know for some of you, your in-laws may be contributing to that tension. They don't have the tools necessary to bridge the gap. Or maybe they view your marriage as a competition for your spouse's attention. You can't fix them. You can only work on you. Do your work for your family, the family you're building. Create an atmosphere that gives room for rebuilding with them and doesn't leave your spouse struggling to build a bridge you're not willing to walk across. Don't do it for your in-laws. Do it for you and your relationship. It isn't a competition. Husband and wife are one. And that relationship is first. No other relationship can change that. So rest in the security of that. If your relationship with your in-laws is thriving, I applaud you. Keep the momentum going and be intentional about deepening the relationship. Set up a video call this week just to say hi or schedule a grocery delivery to their doorstep. I'm sure it would be appreciated. If, on the other hand, your relationship with your in-laws needs work, join me in challenging old norms and use this time as an opportunity to take a step toward bridging the gap. You'll benefit from it and so will your marriage.